Hello and welcome to the International Soccer Preview by Soccer Files Canada. That musical intro was Realism Stealth Warrior with a tune called Pseudo-African Rednecks. I'm trying my hand at some editing to spice up the podcast here uh, using some African sounds and later we will use Hi-Fi African Drums by Cyberdread to transition through the sections. Uh, we recently finished a series previewing African Cup 2023 qualification, where we went group by group. Uh, that series featured a deep dive into the African Cup qualifying history of each team. Uh, that was not for the faint of heart. <laughs> African soccer teams have the longest history of all world teams, not because they've been around the longest, but because their regional competition, uh, the African Cup of Nations, takes place every two years and has done since 1957. So it was a pretty deep, deep dive into their history. And we realized that that's not uh, not for everyone. Not everyone will be interested in that. Uh, but more people will be interested in what's happening currently in the African Cup. And it is interesting with the African Cup 2023 qualification already started and some of the usual surprises that come with African soccer already on offer there. So if you're interested in the deep dives, uh, please visit our website at soccerfiles.captivate.fm. That's uh, soccerfiles with a PH in the middle and an S at the end. Or you can just type soccerfiles Canada into Google and we'll come up. Uh, for this series of four podcasts, we have compiled the last sections of these podcasts the comparison of FIFA and ELO rankings, the head-to-head -head comparison, a discussion analyzing the prospects of each team, and our prediction of how the group is going to turn out. And then, uh, kind of interestingly, it finishes with specific predictions on the two sets of games that have already been played, uh, those games in June 2022, to see how each group is progressing so far. So we kind of kept ourselves in the dark uh, in preparation uh, for that. This podcast is number one of four in the series and deals with the first three groups. Uh, that's Group A containing Nigeria, Sierra Leone, Guinea-Bissau and Sao Tome and Principe. And Group B uh, containing Burkina Faso, Cape Verde, Togo and Eswatini. And uh, Group C containing Cameroon, Kenya, Namibia and Burundi. Group A, Nigeria, Sierra Leone, Guinea-Bissau, Sao Tome and Principe. All right, well, let's move on to a head-to-head -head, uh, comparison um, of the teams. And uh, we'll begin with Nigeria versus Sierra Leone. Uh, surprisingly, uh, the record is six wins, four draws and two losses. So Sierra Leone have done reasonably well against Nigeria, uh, as we saw uh, those two ties, including the incredible 4-4 tie uh, in 2021. So um, I think uh, Sierra Leone could pose a bit of a problem, do you think? Yeah, it's, it's an interesting record. They haven't met a lot recently, um, only those two games in the last decade, which they tied. Um, yeah. But yeah, for considering the size and histories of the country, Nigeria only winning 6 of 12, um, certainly less than I would have expected. Yeah, mind you, it may uh, it may uh, kind of awaken Nigeria to take them more seriously, uh, given those results. 
Uh, Nigeria and Guinea-Bissau have only ever played once, and that was in the group stage of the most recent African Cup, uh, which Connor talked about, and that was a 2 nothing win for uh, Guinea-Bissau. We can pretty much expect Nigeria to beat them. Yes, a win for Nigeria. Right, and Nigeria and Sao Tome have never played each other, so uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna throw my hat in with Nigeria on that one. Uh, now Sierra Leone and Guinea Bissau. Uh, uh, Sierra Leone has a winning record of three wins, one draw, and no losses. Uh, the last time they played was in 2010, and that's where Guinea Bissau earned their draw. Um, my feeling on that one is uh, uh, Guinea-Bissau have improved quite a bit, so this may not be representative. Okay, I'll move on to the last two. Interestingly, uh, Sierra Leone and Sao Tome have an equal record of two wins, no draws, and two losses. Uh, they both basically uh, won their home games and lost their away games. Uh, having met in 2002 and 2013. Uh, surprised by that, Connor? I am for sure. Um, yeah, Sao Tome, uh, not a country that gets a lot of wins and does does well to yeah, stay competitive in games, so very surprised by that. Yeah, these African teams can be, uh, can be quite strong at home. Uh, Guinea-Bissau and Sao Tome have played uh, just in 2022 World Cup qualifying, as we saw. And uh, Guinea-Bissau knocked them out with two wins, and that's the only time they've ever met. So um, uh, that's a result we're probably expecting here. But before we discuss that, let's move on to kind of a review of their rankings Right, so we'll look at the rankings, both the FIFA and the ELO uh, rankings. Um, Nigeria, the pot one team, they're 30th according to uh, FIFA and 53rd according to ELO. Uh, Sierra Leone, the pot two team, are 108th and 114th. Um, very uh, competitive with Guinea-Bissau, uh, who are 115th by FIFA and 105th uh, in ELO. So actually... Guinea-Bissau, the pot three team, are higher than Sierra Leone, according to the ELO ranking system. And then uh, quite a bit further down, Sao Tome and Principe, um, 189th and 181st in the two ranking systems, so kind of near the bottom. Right. And uh, in terms of their history of uh, uh, qualification, uh, Nigeria was actually around 10th spot uh, in 2006. That's perhaps a bit of an overrating but even by elo rankings they're around 20th spot uh, during that time and they've they've uh, dropped quite a bit uh, since since then uh do you have any comments on uh, sierra leone um sierra leone um 108 114th now um is they've been actually probably pretty consistent with that um they were 83rd in Ju june 2017 and a high of 54th, according to FIFA, in June 2014. Um, though, interestingly, ELO kept them below 100 um, both times. Right. Yeah, well, we talked about their inconsistency. Um, uh, inconsistency, so they tend to bounce uh, up and down a bit. But as you say, haven't gotten past 100. Uh, okay, uh, just quickly, uh, Guinea-Bissau has moved up from... Uh, about 
you know, near the bottom of the world, actually, about 190 in 2010. But those three qualifications uh, for African Cups in a row have moved them up closer to uh, 110, uh, to about 110. So good improvement over the years for them. Yeah, um, and Sao Tome, um, you know, they haven't moved up, whereas whereas Guinea-Bissau has. They're still, they've long been kind of in that 180th mark. Um, they did a kind of peak at 153rd in December 2016 in the FIFA rankings, um, but that seemed to be a bit of an anomaly. Um, they've been in the one, 180s um, for the last five years since. Yeah, that more highlights the difference between FIFA and ELO. We prefer ELO. Uh, in ELO, they've constantly been around 180th. In FIFA rankings, they bounced from 190 to 150, then back down to 190. So uh, I don't think they did anything in 2016 to justify a 40-place jump. Uh, that's why we prefer ELO. All right, well, let's talk a little bit about what we think is going to happen. Uh, uh, Connor, what do you, do you want to start us off? Yeah, um, so we just looked at, at the rankings and, and even the head-to-heads, and Nigeria um, really stand out. Um, this does look like a fairly easy group for them, um, for Nigeria. Sierra Leone, the pot two team, perhaps um, overrated in that position. Um, I, I do think that Nigeria are, are clear favorites. Um, I think Guinea-Bissau and Sierra Leone are going to kind of scrap it out for a second. I see them actually as, as fairly equal. Um, both teams made it to the last cup but went up in the group stage. And then uh, Sao Tome, um, they don't play in the group stage often, um, and I think they're kind of happy to be here. I, I don't expect them to really challenge with, with a point probably being a good result. Yeah, I mean, they could act as a bit of a spoiler because I think a point at home uh, is possible and that actually may make a difference in that battle for second. I agree with you. Like, um, I don't see much threat to Nigeria here. And even if the worst happened, that would probably be second place uh, rather than being knocked out of, out of the cup. But the battle for second is, is going to be quite interesting. Do you have a favorite there? Uh, Guinea-Bissau have made it to three cups in a row, uh, but they are a pot three team. Yeah, it's it's really really hard to say for me. Um, I Sierra Leone perhaps have a little bit more in terms of star names or or bigger bigger players with Kai Kamara um, and uh, and Stephen Cocker. And um, although they both went out the group stage, Sierra Leone were arguably more impressive getting draws against both Algeria and Ivory Coast. So that um, that shows that they're perhaps capable against the bigger teams. Um, Guinea-Bissau, as you mentioned, have been there three times, so they have a bit more history, but I am going to favor Sierra Leone. Oh, get out of town here. <laughs> Guinea-Bissau, I don't know if we emphasize this enough in the, in the rankings, but Guinea-Bissau is actually ahead of ELO, uh, sorry, ahead of uh, Sierra Leone in ELO rankings, which uh, I think can be trusted a bit more. It's kind of a reverse, actually, between FIFA and ELO. Uh, sorry, I sorry, I jumped in reaction. I feel guilt. No, that's <laughs> but, okay. I, I, I take no offense. It's uh, it is close, 
So yeah. um, I take it you disagree with me in terms of yeah. place. And I like a bit of conflict at this uh, <laughs> at this stage. But yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna say uh, uh, Guinea Bissau in second. For me, I do agree with you. Sierra Leone probably have more talented players, but I think Guinea Bissau are are playing well as a team without any really outstanding players, but, but just a solid team overall. So give me Guinea-Bissau for a second, please. Do you see that the Guinea-Bissau's, um, you know, finishing second, do you see that based strictly on head-to-head or do you see kind of results against Nigeria or Seotome kind of turning the tide? Uh, that's a really good question. And I think given what I've said, uh, 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 we said Seotome can uh, maybe steal a point at home. And I think they're more likely to do that against the inconsistent Sierra Leone than they are against Guinea-Bissau. So, uh, yeah, um, uh, the head-to-head I see pretty even, but at the campaign level, uh, I think Guinea-Bissau is a little more consistent. Well, and Sao Tome, as as you mentioned, has an even record with Sierra Leone. So it certainly um, would be interesting if if that was the case. It would kind of... um, in some ways be kind of true to their to their head-to-head record so far yeah great well we don't have to wait to see because we can uh we can take a look uh, i want you to not scroll down on on um oh well you, uh, i'm in control uh uh don't scroll down anymore because i'll kind of leave it up to you to predict uh, what you think is going to happen the first game is guinea Bissau at home to uh sao tome and principe what do you think I think Guinea-Bissau should win comfortably. I'm going to say 3 nothing. All right. It is, in fact, a 5-1 win for Guinea-Bissau there. So a good start for them. And uh, I don't think we expected Sao Tome in principle to be thrashed uh, that much, but um, uh, not a surprise. Yeah. How about Nigeria and Sierra Leone? Uh, um, a replay of that 4-4 classic in 2021 qualifying. I think Nigeria will learn their lesson and uh, win 2-0 at home. Uh, pretty good there. That is a 2-1 win for Nigeria. Um, and uh, so uh, Guinea-Bissau tops the group after the first uh, uh, after the first round there. I'll just show it to you here. Uh, on dint of uh, scoring more goals. So next, we have probably the biggest mismatch uh, in the in the round with Sao Tome and Principe playing at home to Nigeria. I guess the biggest match would be when they play away. But uh, what do you see happening there? I see nothing but a, a convincing Nigerian win. Um, I'll give Nigeria four goals this time, four goals to nothing. Well, you are so far off. It is a 10-goal win. Oh. <laughs> so actually, you're not far off at all. Um, they're just uh, just by degree Nigeria filling their boots there. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Adam Ola Luckman was one of the scorers there, by the way. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And uh, Sierra Leone, this is what we talked about, Connor, uh, as being the most contentious pairing. Sierra Leone and Guinea Bissau, uh, what do you think? Well, to be consistent with my prediction, I'm going to say Sierra Leone win a tight game 1 0. Okay, and uh, my prediction, or not so much a prediction, I thought Guinea-Bissau would, would do well to come out of this with a draw. And let me see, what did I predict? 
Uh, I said tie possible, but 2-1 Sierra Leone, just like you. Um, but in fact, Jimmy Bissau did get a draw out of this. And um, uh, let me tell you how that went down. Uh, um, they scored two quickly after halftime at 49 and 52 minutes. But uh, Sierra Leone clawed back to a draw with goals at 78 and 87. Well, good to get the draw, but probably disappointing. I, I think dropping those those points at home against their direct rival, as we see it, Guinea-Bissau, probably gives Guinea-Bissau the edge uh, in this campaign. Yeah, with that away draw, and and you know, in terms of in terms of play, uh, Guinea-Bissau almost had that game in hand, so they will feel maybe uh, bad to 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 suffer a draw in the end, but at least good that they were two goals ahead. All right, well, that will continue on. And so the way it stands right now is um, uh, Guinea-Bissau, sorry, that's Nigeria in first with two wins. Uh, Guinea-Bissau in second with uh, with four points, Sierra Leone with one point, and Sao Tome with, uh, with zero points. And um, do you think uh, uh, Sierra Leone can come back from that or would you, would you favor Guinea-Bissau after seeing those results? Um, I think it will be difficult, but they're, they're good. You know, a relatively tight game in Nigeria, losing 2-1, gives me hope that they can recover their position. So I'm not giving up uh, giving up hope yet. Right, yeah, uh, definitely. We called it as being tight between those two teams, regardless of which way either one of us fell. So great talking to you about this, Connor. That brings us to the end of our um, uh, of the podcast. B, Burkina Faso, Cape Verde, Togo, Eswatini. So now we're going to get into this uh, group and uh, compare them with each other a bit, beginning with their uh, current rankings. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, so Burkina Faso is um, coming from pot one, and they're ranked 56 in their FIFA rankings and 68th in the ELO rankings. Right. Okay. And uh, that's a big improvement from uh, around 2007 and 2008 when they were below 100. So uh, they have shown improvement over the over the uh, last 10 to 15 years. How about Cape Verde? Um, so Cape Verde is, is in pot two and they're ranked 71st uh, in FIFA rankings and 85th in ELO. All right, so about the same distance in both rankings behind Burkina Faso. They were also below 100 uh, around the same time in about 2008. Uh, so they've improved quite a bit over the over the years too. Uh, let's move on to pot three, Togo. Where do they stand? Um, so Togo is 121st in FIFA rankings and 115th with ELO. All right. And, uh, well, we can guess that they were a lot higher around 2006 and in that strong period uh, and have fallen since. Uh, and finally, uh, Pot 4 Eswatini. Yeah, so they are 146th in both FIFA and ELO rankings. Oh, okay, in both rankings. Okay, and I'm just going to summarize uh, here for our listeners, uh, especially. Uh, we tend to take the ELO rankings a bit more seriously than the FIFA rankings, so I'll give you those uh, in comparison. So Burkina Faso is 68, 
Cape Verde is 85. Togo is 115. And Eswatini is 146. So, uh, and, and it's the same order in FIFA. So a pretty clear delineation uh, there. Uh, we'll move on to talking about their head-to-head -head record. Uh, do you want to just uh, give us the overview and then I'll maybe get some details? Sounds good. Um, so first, Burkina Faso versus Cape Verde. Um, Burkina Faso has the winning record with three wins, zero ties, and two losses. All right. And it's actually uh, it's actually a bit more convincing than that. Cape Verde won uh, uh, twice in their 2006 meeting, but they met recently in 2018 and 2021. And uh, Burkina Faso won all three, uh, all three games. So Burkina Faso looking the stronger there. Um, yeah, in terms of Burkina Faso and Togo in head-to-head, -head, Burkina Faso is also coming out on top with uh, two wins, zero ties, and one loss. That's right. And uh, uh, those they first met in 1992, uh, which was quite a while ago, and exchanged uh, wins at home. But the more significant one is their 2013 meeting in the African Cup quarterfinal, uh, and Burkina Faso won that game won nothing, but it was in extra time. So a pretty, uh, pretty tight battle there. Mm -hmm. um, next comes Burkina Faso and Eswatini, and there's not much to report because they haven't played. <laughs> okay, well, let's <laughs> move on to the next one then. Yeah, um, Cape Verde versus um, Togo. We have a um, one win, uh, no ties and one loss. Right, so they exchanged home wins, but that was way back in 2004. So uh, probably not that relevant here. Uh, how about the next one? Um, Cape Verde and Eswatini. Um, we have a uh, one win, uh, one tie, and zero losses. For right, them. and their meeting was in 2006, uh, where Cape Verde bested Eswatini. And then the last one. Um, Togo versus Eswatini is a one win, zero tie, one loss. Right, and that meeting was in the 2010 World Cup qualification. Uh, and uh, uh, Togo lost 2-1 uh, in the away leg, but then came back to thrash Eswatini 6 nothing at home. So um, I, I think we can probably conclude that Togo is stronger than Eswatini. All right, well, let's move on to a bit of a discussion uh, about the uh, teams and, and uh, we'll make some predictions about the games that have happened so far. Yeah, so the rankings create a pretty clear delineation among the four teams um, in line with the pot numbers and the chances of things turning out that way are high. Um, Burkina Faso and Cape Verde are in good form and, and should at least form the top two, whereas Togo and Eswatini uh, they're in weaker form and both have been inconsistent. Um, they are capable of turning in a good performance and both uh, are strong at home, so are likely to take some points there. Right, yeah. And we've seen that uh, in rankings and in head-to-head, -head, Burkina Faso uh, looks a bit stronger than Cape Verde. Um, they were actually even in their head-to-head -head until Burkina Faso won in the group stage of the 2021 African Cup. But even before that, Burkina Faso's uh, two wins there in 2018 trumps the two wins that Cape Verde had in 2006. Um, 
Burkina Faso did lose actually in Togo in 1992, uh, which really points out the danger that uh, Togo pose at home. Uh, but we saw that they beat them in that 2013 uh, African Cup quarterfinal, although it did require extra time. But uh, Togo's quite a bit weaker since then, I think. And uh, Cape Verde also exchanged home wins with Togo, but they met in 2004. So, um, yeah, all of Togo's successes seem to come in the past, and we've seen they're fairly weak. So uh, I'm not really... Uh, holding out much hope for Togo, other than the, the fact that they can surprise. And Eswatini even more so. Um, you know, they probably will get a couple of points at home, and uh, the, their chances of surprising are not high, but it is there. So uh, I'm going to go with uh, my predictions. Am I ready to give my predictions, or do you yeah. want to add? No, let's hear them. Okay, so I'm going to go Burkina Faso first, Cape Verde second, Togo third, Eswatini fourth, and I think it would be a surprise if it finished uh, any other way, to be honest. Okay, now I'm excited about this next part because uh, I actually don't know what has happened in the first few games, uh, but you do. I so do. we can actually kind of predict uh, game by game here. So we have uh, Togo facing Eswatini at home first, right? Yeah, they played on June third. Okay, well, I am gonna uh, I'm gonna give Togo the nod there because they are at home. But both teams are very inconsistent. Uh, uh, especially Togo, I really can't rely on them. So um, I think there's an outside possibility of a chance. But to be honest, I think Eswatini are are too weak. So I'm gonna say. 2 nothing, or maybe 2-1 uh, for Togo. Okay. Well, the actual result, um, that inconsistency maybe came into play a little bit for Togo because it was a 2-2 tie. Ooh. Well, not a huge shock there, but a, a bit of a surprise. Mm -hmm. It would be kind of fun if Eswatini uh, is competitive in this group. And uh, Burkina Faso and Cape Verde is, is probably one of the most interesting games of the round. Uh, but Burkina Faso at home, I, I think, uh, will definitely, I think there's a really strong chance they'll win. I'm going to say 2 nothing Burkina Faso. You are absolutely right. 2 nothing. Oh. Yeah. Great. Uh, good, because I'm a kind of a fan of Burkina Faso, so I'm happy about that. All right. Well, that's the end of the first round, and uh, I guess those the the next games were played a little bit later. I don't have the dates there. Uh, June seventh was the, oh. the second second set. So. Oh, okay, June seventh, and that had Eswatini at home to Burkina Faso, and again Eswatini um, a bit stronger at home, but I don't think they'll be strong enough to beat Burkina Faso. So uh, I think it will be competitive, though. I'm going to say two one Burkina Faso there. Um, you're right that Burkina Faso did, did pull off the win. It was actually 3-1. Oh, okay. So a little more convincing, but still fairly close. Yeah, that is a, a, a consistent result because yeah. especially in Africa, uh, home form is really important. So we do kind of sometimes see these upsets. Uh, Cape Verde and Togo. Uh, this might be an interesting game if it was in Togo, but I think uh, in Cape Verde, um, uh, it's definitely going to be a Cape Verde win. I'm going to say 2 nothing for Cape Verde. 
that's exactly the way it went. Oh, nothing win. Yeah. Okay. Well, I would call myself clever, uh, but really, what happened here is just things went according to expectation. Apart from the first game, uh, Togo tying at home mm -hmm. to Eswatini, uh, a bit of a, a bit of a surprise. So, uh, can you uh, maybe tell us what the table looks like as it stands? Yeah, so, yeah, not hugely surprising. Burkina Faso is on top with six points, winning both their those first two games. Um, and then Cape Verde being uh, in second with um, three points. So one win and one loss there. And then um, tied with one point each is Eswatini and Togo. Um, so Yeah, tied, but I, I would actually, uh, you know, even though mathematically they might be tied, I would say Eswatini has the advantage because they won away. Yeah. And that's that's huge in Africa. All right, well, that brings us to the end of the podcast. And uh, thanks so much for joining me, Kiera. That was great. Happy to be here. Group C, Cameroon, Kenya, Namibia, Burundi. So now we're going to move on to part three and uh, look at prospects of the teams and what we think is going to happen. And we'll start off with a, a look at, their ra at the uh, rankings uh, as the qualification began. All right, so beginning with Cameroon, um, they're ranked 37th by FIFA and 56th by ELO. Um, they have received a recent boost to their rankings following their good performance um, in the 2021 uh, African Cup where they finished uh, third as hosts. Um, oh, I think that takes this into account because I think it's in March, but I don't think it takes their... Uh, win over Algeria in, in World Cup qualifying into account. Okay, well, that will probably boost it a little bit further, certainly in FIFA, which is kind of more reactive to uh, yeah. the recent games. Um, so that's kind of a high point for them. Um, previously, a high point was in December 2019 when they rose as far as 11th in the FIFA rankings wow. and 19th in ELO. Yeah. Uh, Kenya is 104th in FIFA and 106th in... Uh, in elo ranking so pretty similar there and uh yeah they've they've always been kind of below 100 i think june uh 2017 they rose up to 84th in fifa but uh they've never uh, really been above 100 uh not in the last 15 years or so uh that we go yeah so um yeah the 104 106 how does that compare with namibia very close, actually. Namibia are one twelfth and one thirteenth. Um, so actually, Kenya were one of the weaker pot two teams, and Namibia one of the stronger pot three teams, which is why their rankings are so close. Ah, uh, yeah. Um, like Kenya, though, they've uh, never really risen above a hundredth. Um, kind of the the one ten to one twenty mark is where they where they've been for quite some time. Um, you know, even lower than that. Kind of looking a decade ago. Yeah. Uh, well, I think I'm going to be arguing that uh, Burundi is uh, kind of uh, right in there with uh, Kenya and Namibia. But in terms of ranking, uh, they are quite a bit behind. They're uh, 149th in uh, FIFA. Sorry, I think that's actually 139th. Yeah. And 145th in uh, in um ELO ranking, so, you know, 40, uh, 30 to 40 points uh, behind and um, not much more to say about that. They've always been 
I guess uh, as high as 120, but always being kind of below 120 for the most part. Yeah. So uh, I guess I started the discussion. Uh, oh, wait, wait, hold on. We have had to head to go before we do yeah. the discussion. <laughs> do you want to take us through the uh, the uh, actual standings and then I'll add anything that's significant? Sure. So I'm looking first at Cameroon versus Kenya. Um, Cameroon has a record of two wins, three ties and zero losses. So undefeated, but uh, they win less than half their games. Right. Uh, but they haven't played since 1998 and they tied twice there. So uh, this is a bit of a fresh, uh, a fresh start for them. Yeah. Um, and Cameroon have a two, two wins from two in uh, competitive matches against Namibia. Right. And uh, I didn't mention actually that uh, Cameroon, Namibia and Kenya were all in the same group in 1998. And I can't remember exactly how that turned out. It was Cameroon on top. Oh, it was Namibia because they reached the African Cup in 1998 and Kenya in fourth place. But uh, uh, that's where Cameroon won both of their games against Namibia, the only time they've ever met. Mm -hmm. um, Cameroon versus Burundi. Well, they actually have never met uh, in competitive games. Right. So this will be the first time. And the same is true of Kenya versus Burundi. Uh, so some new appoint opponents for Burundi here. Okay, well, no light uh, shed uh, on their relative strength through that. However, uh, Namibia and Kenya have played each other quite a bit. Yeah, six times, but all fairly recently. Um, Namibia has four wins to Kenya's two wins from their six games. Right, and uh, they did meet in 1998. Namibia won both. Uh, otherwise, they've just exchanged home wins in both cases, most recently in 2014. And then finally, Namibia versus Burundi. They played twice in 2017 African Cup qualifying, um, each winning one game. So they have a 1-0-1 oh, record. Uh, right. And actually, uh, they each won uh, the away leg 3-1. Oh, that's... Interesting. But we also saw that uh, Burundi uh, uh, advanced uh, or, or uh, finished first in that group. Uh, am I right there? Uh, Burundi finished, I'm just going to whiz back and check. Uh, they finished second in the group ahead of Namibia. So uh, a bit of an edge there, but uh, surprising. All right, let us move on to the discussion. So I'm not really sure what prompted me to say that um, Namibia was stronger than Kenya. I've kind of changed my mind on that. But I, I, I do see through our discussion that uh, I think Burundi is just as strong as the other two. Yeah, well, um, all teams qualifying for the 2019 African Cup. Um, so they've all kind of have similar records over recent past, all failing uh, last time. Um, but I guess to start with Cameroon, um, I think the rankings show, um, as well as recent history, they're clearly the strongest team in this group. Do you see them dropping points? And if so, where do you see that? Uh, yeah, I see them dropping points. They're a little bit inconsistent. They they can be very consistent sometimes, but all three of these teams are strong at home, and I'm pretty sure uh, they'll be dropping some points on the road. How about you? Yeah, I, I, I see the same thing. I think perhaps the fact that, you know, it is a relatively weaker group, um, perhaps they can 
take take things a little lightly, knowing they can probably drop points and finish first. So yeah. I don't see them going, um, you know, undefeated. But I I don't really see any team really challenging them for for first place. Yeah, I mean, even if even if somebody does say tie them at home or something like that, uh, I don't think it'll discombobulate Cameroon that much. No, but it could have more of um more of an impact on the three remaining teams. And I, I agree with you. I think these are three teams that are all uh, relatively close. Um, and it should be fairly competitive for that second spot. I think all three teams will view this group as um, as one giving them an opportunity to qualify for this cup. Yeah, I mean, Kenya is kind of, uh, as we saw, they were kind of boosted a bit by their local cup uh, performance, which has been good. And maybe Namibia was dragged down uh, for the same reason because they've kind of uh, dropped in the cup. Those local cup results do impact their uh, their rankings, um, but I don't think they necessarily impact the the strength of the team because their their best players maybe don't play in them. I see all three of these teams as pot three, so as you say, uh, one of them will be happy to uh, to take second place. Yeah. And I don't necessarily, I actually kind of feel like Burundi has a slight edge uh, in, in terms of their performance uh, over the last few cups. Yeah, you think with, with Kenya, they, they are kind of baffling. They're, they're a relatively large, populous, and even, um, you know, well-developed country. But, you know, in Africa, um, you know, they, they feel like a country that should be up there, should be competing with some of the, the other bigger and, stronger countries in Africa. They haven't really done it in their history, um, but you kind of feel like there, there's an opportunity there for Kenya um, to to perhaps, certainly with an African Cup expanding to 24 teams, you know, just looking at some of the other factors in the country that they really should perhaps be um, competing at a higher level than they are. They should, and their fans deserve it. I mean, they're, they're a country that loves soccer, and uh, they... Um, um, I just have the impression that they're they're a bit more of a soccer country than a lot of the other East African countries are. Uh, if we look at Tanzania, is another team that that should be doing a lot better. Um, uh, I, I would actually like to see them kind of progress on the world stage a bit more. However, uh, unless you have something to add, let's uh, get down to specifics and. Uh, and find out how they did in their actual games. All right. Well, this will be interesting as, as neither of us know the results. So they yeah. will be revealed as we go. Right. So what do you think? Oh, who's going to actually look at the result? You or me? I'll let you look at it unless you oh. uh, Ouch. Okay. Me too. <laughs> okay. Well, I won't look at them until we've uh, talked about it. Uh, what do you think is going to happen in the first game between Namibia and Burundi? Uh, this is obviously a more important game for Namibia, you know, being at home and and playing, you know, what is the pot four team in the group. Um, and I think they'll emerge victorious uh, by a narrow 2-1 scoreline. Right. You're, you're probably right there. But I don't know. I have a kind of a good feeling about Burundi. So I'm going to give them a, kind of an outside chance at a draw here. And, uh, you know, since we got to commit, I'm going to put my money on it and say Burundi uh, gets a draw, although I'm I'm, I'm working on hope more than fact there. Okay, well, uh, let us see. Oh, my goodness. Hang on. 
I have the wrong page. Uh, I can tell you the result if you would like. Yeah, I, 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 that'd be good. The result was 1-1. One, one. So Ooh. well done with your prediction. Burundi scoring an equalizer in the 88th minute. So oh, I, was, wow. I was almost right, but you were. Um, yeah, no, so, no. We were both kind of right in favoring Namibia and an 88th minute goal. Uh, a very uh, good result for Burundi there. Yeah. Okay, well, I'll let you start with Cameroon and Kenya. Um, I predict uh, Cameroon should win this game easily at home. I think they'll be motivated to win that, to get off to a good start. So I'm going to say 3 nothing Cameroon. Okay, and uh, I am going to agree with you there. I don't think Kenya has much of a chance. It would be a real shock. So, uh, But I'll say 2 nothing Ken, uh for Cameroon. Well, I'm prepared to drop a bombshell here because the game was cancelled and Kenya were disqualified Ooh. from qualification. Um, I'm not entirely sure why. Um, however, it looks like the Kenyan Football Federation was suspended by FIFA, which often has to do with political interference. So that may yeah. be not always the case. Um, so this has gone from a four-team group to a three-team group. What do you think of that? <laughs> wow, uh, I, I kind of feel embarrassed doing a whole podcast without realizing that. But I was purposely kind of avoiding looking at results uh, in preparation for these podcasts. So a bit of a shocker there. All right. Okay, so, so I guess that just leaves us with uh, Burundi and Namibia probably duking it out for second place. And uh, Burundi has the difficult task of uh, facing Cameroon, but they are at home. What do you think is going to happen there? Um, a good result for them to start, but I, I think Cameroon will will win. Um, I'm going to say 2-0 uh, Cameroon. Okay, I think there's an outside chance of a tie. African Cup, uh, African teams are always strong at home. But uh, this time I won't be, uh, I won't be uh, uh, calling it. I'll call this a 2-1 win for Cameroon. Well, we were both um, right in that Cameroon won, but it was one nothing. So Burundi were competitive, um, which is, um, yeah, like we said, home, a home form makes it difficult for um, even a team like Cameroon uh, going into Burundi. So one nothing Cameroon get the win, but it was competitive. Yeah, honestly, uh, any, any win uh, away from home, even for top teams, is, is a show of good consistency. So uh, even though it's one nothing, I'm sure Cameroon will be happy. Uh, one of the games I was really looking forward to because I saw the three teams in this group uh, as very even, and that makes it exciting. Uh, Kenya and Namibia, we won't be able to uh, predict. Of course, that would be cancelled. And so where do we end up? I guess Cameroon on top. Yeah, so Cameroon with three points from their one game. Burundi with a tie and a loss, but a credible tie on the road. Namibia has played just once. That was their home draw with Burundi. So um, they have the game in hand on Burundi. They both have just a single point each, but we know that game will be uh, against Cameroon. So they're playing away in Cameroon in their next match. Right. So I would say advantage Burundi, especially having uh, tied away. I would agree. And, it, and in a three-team group, it can always come down to goal difference. Yeah. Um, especially if, you know, if they tied in Burundi. So a 1-0 loss to Cameroon is really not the worst of results. They kept the goal difference down. So uh, I'm going to agree. I think the pot four team Burundi now has a has a real chance. Um, and I think Cameroon, of course, will, uh, will win the group. 
yeah, good point on on keeping that score uh, low in Cameroon, and uh, uh, I guess they'll be hoping to do the same thing. Uh, sorry, uh, they'll be hoping to do the same thing when Cameroon, uh, when they play Cameroon at home. Uh, but that brings us to the end of the podcast. And uh, too bad that uh, Kenya was um, uh, uh, disqualified. I have to look into that a bit more deeply. Any closing thoughts, Connor? Um, well, I think it was always going to be an interesting group for second place. And, and despite Kenya's disqualification, I think it's still interesting for second place. Um, you know, Namibia and Burundi are not teams that historically compete at the African Nations Cup, and one of them will be there. Yeah, um, so it's, it's an exciting opportunity for for both teams. So, still, still looking forward to uh, to this to the remaining games in this group. Right. Well, if they are there, uh, we'll be uh, taking a look at them in 2023. But uh, thanks for this close look into uh, qualification. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of this podcast, which compiled the final discussions and predictions. Uh, for these three qualifying teams. If you want to look more deeply into the teams, you can check out the full podcast on each group on our website at soccerfiles.captivate.fm. That is soccerfiles with a PH in the middle and an S at the end. Or just type soccerfiles Canada into Google and uh, we'll come up. And stay tuned as we continue on this quick series with the next groups. Uh, That's all from Soccer Files Canada for this episode. Goodbye.